Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hi, everybody. It's Mom Taraj presented by Cafe Mom, the first episode together. A fish, a fish, a fish. It's so exciting. We're happy to be here. Welcome to everybody that's been listening. Hi to everybody who's new and giving us a chance. We hope to really <laughs> blow you away with this episode, you know, and keep you coming back. This sort of feels like when you found just the right perfect fit that's not too restricting, kind of like a good bra that you like put on and it doesn't give you uniboob and it doesn't like yes. make you not breathe. That's how this cafe mom partnership has been. It's like supportive without being restrictive. It's amazing. Yeah, it's not overbearing. It's really been very, very nice nice. We're enjoying it thoroughly. We have got straight out of the gate an amazing show for you guys. Let me let me tell you about that and then we'll talk a little bit about ourselves for those newbies yeah. joining us. But we have got a great show. We're talking our favorite hot goss. Yes. And then what it was like being a teacher on Zoom during the pandemic from one DC teacher's perspective. I'm excited to talk about that. Both of those things. You know how yeah. I feel about hot goss. As always today, for those of you who don't know, we do a segment at the end of the show called Hashtag Swag Bag. And up first, we do our tits and our shits. But let's talk about ourselves for a second for those newbies before we jump right in. Yeah, Carrie, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Carrie Satero. No, I don't talk like that. <laughs> My name is Carrie Satero. I'm... And we just lost everybody. Yeah, and I'm 43 years old and I just recently moved to Montclair, New Jersey from living in the city for over 20 years. I have a two and a half year old who is a lot. She's a Scorpio. She's very precocious. Uh, I have an elderly dog. Um, my baby daddy's name is Lee and uh, we are not married, but we are together. And yeah, I'm a yoga teacher and meditation teacher, uh, sometimes voiceover actor and really kind of a full-time podcaster with you these days. Um, yes. And yeah, I like to curse a lot. I'm kind of blunt and I brag a lot. That's that's probably what you should know. A, I'm surprised you did that so quickly. Thank you. And B, how concise and to the point, really. Well, I'm off coffee and I'm underslept, so. <laughs> and you, Ashley? My name is Ashley Heron-Smith. My husband and I both hyphenated our names. We're both Heron-Smiths, as is our child. Uh, I have a about-to-be four-year-old son, Sebastian, who is a sweet sensitive crazy maniac <laughs> I guess is a good way of putting that I live also in New Jersey what else what else do you need to know about me what were you in your previous life I don't know I've been thinking about that a lot lately actually I don't know I because I always do this thing okay this is off topic but I always do this thing where I think about a time period and think about like what I would have been who I would have been in that time period uh -huh. and I, yeah I'm always like what I have been royalty a courtesan or would I have been a peasant who's like living off of bread and stew, you know? <laughs> I don't know. We got to have a past life regression therapist on. We yeah. do because they both feel right. Like yes. I want to be royalty, but I'm pro I was probably a peasant because more people are peasants than they are royalty. I definitely was not royalty. Right. Anyway, back to me. Wow, that was so Carrie of me. <laughs> are you a Carrie or are you an Ashley? Yeah, I am not very braggy, I don't think, although maybe other people disagree. My best friends are my parents and my husband and my child and Carrie. And I'm a homebody and I love reality television. Bravo and Hot Goss are my just, they just are my everything. And um, skinwalkers are a real big fear of mine. As well as space. 
As well as going to jail. Just really everything scares me. More will be revealed, guys. More (laughs) will be revealed. Oh, I should also mention I have deep, deep daddy issues. Happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. I don't. So there's another one. But anyway, yeah, I think that, that, did I miss anything with me? I mean, you know, if we did, we'll get to it. Yeah, it'll come out in time. I'm the one editing this podcast, so let's keep it short and sweet. So should we move on to our tits and our shits? Tits and shits. So I have always had super vivid dreams, like just always very vivid dreams that I remember. They're long, they're crazy, they're all over the place. I also have a sleep disorder, so (laughs) you should also know that. that Do you? How do I not know that? I have like gone through sleep tests. I don't really go into REM sleep for that long. That's why I have that weird mouth guard. They're still trying to figure out how to have me get into a deeper sleep. I did know this. Here's the other thing about Carrie. There's so much to know that you forget that you know it. It's a lot. I've lived like 175 lifetimes. Yes. Um, One time a psychic told me that I am in my last incarnation of reincarnation. And that's why I have so many experiences. Because this is my last incarnation. I've had so many lives before me. Wait, isn't that kind of sad? This is your last one? Shouldn't you be Meghan Markle or something? (laughs) Thanks a lot, I'm just saying. It's like You mean this podcast isn't (laughs) in? I don't mean that disparaging. I'm pretty sure this Cafe Mom partnership was what (laughs) this last incarnation was meant to be. It means that I've worked through all my karma. So what happens? What in like theoretically, what happens once you've like poof, I just I I go into samadhi bliss at the end. What of is samadhi bliss? That is a yogic term for like when you've completed all your karmic cycles and you get into a bliss state when you pass. So do you get to like go hang out in heaven and just dance? Bl- yeah, just energy. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's not too bad. I don't get put into either another body or another animal. I've already figured out my shit, evidently. Wow. Which is a very braggy thing to say. It is literally the most you statement ever, but also it does make some sense to me. I like it because I feel tired from all my incarnations. I'm ready to just chill. Do you, you know, know who you were in past lives? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. We should have a past life yes. regression person. On the list. Check. Okay, so I have these dreams all the time. They're very vivid. I used to have also like crazy, bad, reincurring nightmares, like terrors. Anyway, I had the craziest dream. So in my dream, Lee, my, my man is an IT professional, so he's often like using my computer to do shit. So he, as usual, and this is a dream, used my computer and I was like looking over his shoulder and I noticed that he was downloading a lot of like nude pictures, like nude selfies. Of you? In the dream. No, there's random nudes. Of random people. Yeah, that okay. I could see. And I was like, Lee, are you doing something for your client? And he's like, no, they're mine. And I'm like, well, what? why are you like like downloading nudes? He's like, because these are all people I fuck. And I was like, okay. And I look at it. It's a picture of Susan Lucci. It's like a nude <laughs> picture of Susan Lucci. Now, for those of you who don't know who Susan Lucci is, <laughs> just Google it. She's the 75-year-old star of All My Children. <laughs> and it was like nudes of her at 75 looking pretty good. And I was like, Susan Lucci? She's been married for years. He's like, yeah, I banged her, Susan Lucci. And then he's like, and then that famous rock star you see at the bottom. Yeah, about six years old, I did her too. And it's Amy Winehouse. Ooh, I wouldn't brag about that. And then in my mind, in the dream, I'm thinking six years ago, she was dead. So he, six years ago, he got these nudes from her. In the dream, my mind's going, did he get the time wrong? Like, is she not dead? And then I'm like, and then I say to Lee, she doesn't seem your type. Like, she doesn't have teeth. Like, <laughs> I say this to Lee, he's like, no, she was good. We like, we had a sexual relationship for a long time. And then he, there's somebody else in the dream that there's nudes of that's like. Also, people who are just <laughs> listening for the first time, <laughs> Lee doesn't really talk like this. No, no. 
just to clarify, he doesn't, he's like dorky. He would never say it like that. And also these are the most not Lee-like women. Right. Lee likes like very, well, Susan Lucci is probably the only one on brand for Lee, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. He likes like well-kept, I like to call them horsey women. Like not women that look like horses, but women that look like they own horses. You know, yes, that like kind of Ralph thing. Ralph Lauren-y type Exact, text. exact. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know why I said exact, exact. Anyway, (laughs) in the stream, I was like trying to figure out all these women that Lee fucked. And I like wasn't mad that he fucked them. I just was like annoyed that he was like being weird and putting them on my computer. But anyway, I woke up and I told him the dream and he didn't know who Susan Lucci was. (laughs) Wait. He didn't know who Susan Lucci was? No, and I had to show him a picture, and he was like, oh, shit, she looks good. I think I would bang her. She does look good, because it's like her at 75 in a bathing suit. And he's like, oh, damn, she looks good. Okay. <laughs> and I was, like, crying, laughing. I just woke up from the stream being like, what the? Like, what is my brain trying to work out with, like, Susan Lucci and Amy Winehouse? Like, I haven't even been looking at People magazine or anything. Like, what depths of my weird psyche did that come from? That's so funny. And then me trying to do, like, math to figure out if she was dead when Lee fucked her. <laughs> anyway, so that's my my tits. I love my that. My shits are, we have gotten in a really bad sleep thing with Luna where I have not been good about her sleep hygiene. I've been like changing when her naps are, changing, not being stringent about her bedtime. Yeah. And since we moved into, I talked about it before on the show, but since we moved into a new big girl bed, it like takes forever to put her down. And then she gets up at like three in the morning and comes into our bed and sleeps the rest of the time there. And she, it's like bad. So we decided to drop the hammer last night and we put a lock on her door. Oh my God. And so we locked her in and at about three in the morning, she was screaming, trying to get out. And I tried to talk her through the monitor, like, it's okay, I can see you. I finally had to get up, lay with her back in the bed for another half hour. Then I locked her in again. And then in the morning, she woke up when the light was pink, like she was supposed to, and said, mama, I up now, no crying or anything. So we definitely had some trauma. And I think we're going to have like two more days of kind of like some crazy screaming and shit. Yeah. But it seems to be getting better. But man, is it so hard to like drop the hammer on shit like this. Like I cannot stand those screams. And then she knows exactly the right way to manipulate me, which is the family thing. So she's like, I just want us to lay together as a family. Oh my God. (laughs) Because she knows that like the family thing, because I didn't have that kind of thing growing up. She like knows that that's the thing that makes me be like, just let her sleep with me, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's my shits. So I'm tired. She's tired. But I feel like we had a breakthrough this morning because she almost wakes up screaming every day. And this morning she was like, the light is pink, mama. I up. So I'm like, okay, that was positive. But we will say it. I'm going to try to drop the hammer with naps today too, but. I mean, I'm going to say this is in a non-judgmental way. Have you looked into the locking her in thing? Like, is that okay? Yeah, they make kids locks for that. Oh, they do? Yeah. I didn't actually like lock her in. It's like a strap thing so she can't open the door. Got it. Okay. I was like. Yeah, it's for precocious kids. Coming from you, it just felt like a, like very drastic, you know? Like Carrie and I have talked about hitting our kids, right? And we're both against it. But if my kid hits me, I give him a little smack back just so he sees I'm the pacifist I'm like don't right she's the one that's like I'm always like respect your body um so it was a little jarring I was like oh I didn't expect well that here's from the thing you. like usually they put the safety things on the door handle so you can't open it got it that's usually what it's they do thing, on the inside that right. like plastic thing but yeah. my kid knows how to take that off got it so what's the other option it's just so that she stays in her room and goes back to bed and self-soothes right because once she did that in the crib she knows how to do, how to do it but with the big girl bed, she just gets out and then she opens up the door. Right. So she's figured out every kind of door latch thing we've done. Any kind of like not being able to 
turn the knob. Right. So then the next thing is just like a little, it's like a ribbon that hooks into a thing that's- Yes, I know what you're talking about. It's like taped on. Yes. If you really wanted to, you You could could break it off. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We did sleep training and we did the cried out method. And for like two nights, it was like the worst two nights of my life because it was, you know, it was screaming bloody murder. And usually in the book, they're like, they'll go for about like a half an hour to 45 minutes. And my kid was going for like an hour and a half. And like I turned to my husband and said, hey, Matt, you know, are, are we doing the wrong thing? And your husband should say, no, honey, let's stick with it. And Matt was like, I don't know. Let's go get him. I was like, right. son of a bitch. So, you know. I've been kind of living in a sleep nightmare for about a month. Like a cute sleep nightmare because she's cuddly, but a sleep nightmare no, nonetheless. No, no, no. There's no cute sleep night. That doesn't exist. And so I have to drop the hammer, but I know the next, I keep just saying drop the hammer. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm just Let's making it. go with it. I don't, it's going to be a rough couple of days. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, but you'll get through it and you'll be better. And I know she's okay to do it because she does it with my mom fine. She yeah. always does it with my mom fine. It's just this thing with parents where she manipulates. Yeah. Here's to sleep hygiene, but in the meantime, I'm like, yo, when's my nap? All right, so my tits and my shits. Well, my tits are, we'll start with that. My tits are, those of you who've been listening for a while know my parents bought a general store upstate. <laughs> my life is, it's like, it's, this is just, I'm laughing, not because it's ridiculous. It's just like, if you had been a part of my life up, a, you know, the past 35 years, you would be like, well, that seems like a complete turnaround. So my parents bought a store upstate and my dad needed some help working it this week and I went up there and I helped and whatever, that was fine. And my mom went up the next day because she doesn't really work there very often. She has another job that's really her thing, but she, you know, her house is up there. So she went up there and she said that when she was in the store, somebody was amazed that I was 35 years old. They thought I was 22. Oh, what a gift. I think this person is delusional, but I am going to ride this compliment, this like not even a compliment, just a sincere thought. I am going to ride this as long as I possibly can. I don't want to break your high. It's it's all right. I know I don't look 22. No, it's not. That's not even that. Oh, okay. Upstate there, people are a little bit rougher looking. Yes, Yes. Earlier on. Yes, in for life. sure. So you definitely look a upstate 22. Yeah, fine. I- I'll take mm-hmm. it. I- I'll look a fucking, I don't care. <laughs> I will look whatever 22. I'll take it. Um, okay. That was such a little comment and it, I'm riding so high off of it that like I'm just going to live off of that uh, as long as I possibly can. My shits, however, are um, my husband and I have just been arguing and, you know, Matt and I, again, this, you know, it's hard. I'm I'm trying to include the people who haven't been listening for that yeah. long, but I feel like I have to give backstory. Carrie and I are very different in that. For me, my partner is like an all-encompassing best friend. They provide everything and vice versa. For Carrie, she has a different set of beliefs. And I get exactly where she's coming from. I understand why people feel the way she does. I understand why people feel the way I do. I get both sides. But I will tell you, they have been such little, stupid, you know, it's like argument. It's the kind of arguments where it's the stuff you've talked about 6,000 
thousand times in 10 years together. So it's just so goddamn frustrating. And it was Father's Day. I tried to put all the issues aside for Father's Day so that he had a nice day. I did that. And then this morning. I did it. I didn't put any of the issues aside. I was like, it's just another day you're getting presents. I'll be nice to you, but I'm not putting the issues aside. I mean, I get it. Had it not been uh, the kind of issue it was, it probably would have been different. But then this morning, it was just like back at it. And he used to be like, I'll tell you what happened this morning. This morning, we were talking about how I said that there are people that think I don't do anything all day, that think I'm just available to do whatever all day long, when really I work like four different jobs. I take care of my child. Like, it's a lot. And I said, you know, and I handle all the household stuff. And Matt was like, well, we we have a good system worked out. And I said, what? Good system for who? We don't have a system. There is no system. The system is I handle everything that happens for the house. You don't handle anything. So there is no system. And he was like, well, like he got so insulted. And, and, and I then I felt like I had to be like, listen, I get it. You're the one who makes money. You're the one who pays the bills. You're the one like I get it. And I get that you do do a lot. Like I totally understand it. But let's not sit here and lie to ourselves and say we have a system when there is no system. The system is I have a giant notebook that every couple of days I have to revamp my to-do list and I am the only one that has a section for personal stuff like dentist appointments and construction permits and uh, following up with the sewage authority. That's me. There is no system. So anyway, that really upset me. I felt like we needed to call Eve Rodsky to, to intervene. Oh God. I just want to start videotaping things because he always says, no, I did that. And I'm like, oh yeah, this was a very Carrie and Lee argument. Yeah. Very, very Carrie and Lee where it was like, look, I had to remind you six days in a row just to charge the ring doorbell, so good try. Right. And why do I have to remind you? Why can't you just figure that out on your own? So anyway, that's my tits and my shits. Usually he and I are in a much better place, but I am just... Sorry, I might be wearing off on you. No, no, you're not. I'm just annoyed. (laughs) I'm just annoyed. All right, so this is from a New York Times article. I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. It's by Lilac Almagor. That looks right to me, yeah. And she's a public school teacher in D.C. So she wrote an article about like what it was really like to teach Zoom school at a public school in D.C. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, you know, a lot of the parents or a lot of the like discourse about this topic, which has been a hot topic this whole pandemic, like, are we going to put kids in hybrid? Are we going to not have them in at all? When do they come in? at what point vaccinated like this has been a huge discussion so as part of the like discourse in the United States parents were saying that they also not only do they want their kids to go to school but they use their the school as a child care right and people were getting really offended like saying like school is not child care it's whatever this teacher is like y'all it's also child care yeah. that she frankly acts as childcare, as well as being an educator, that as a teacher, the teacher is helping teach manners, reminding them to be kind, plan activities that help them grow, like emotionally, not just mentally. And that is like what childcare is supposed to do, like a good babysitter or a good parent would do. And that she's teaching them those same lessons as well as math, whatever, all the other things that she does. So stop hating. It is also childcare, right? The fact that schools were not considered essential 
essential, but most parents' jobs were like grocery store clerks, nurses. Obviously, those are essential, but school is also essential because school is what teaches the young people how to eventually be able to do those jobs and teaches them how to be emotionally fit and sound. This is what was so frustrating for me during the pandemic was that we would have lulls, you know, us being here in the New York area and it would get so it was so so terrifying at the beginning and when things would come down like last summer where I would walk around this neighborhood by us Hoboken which is like a a college town young people everywhere and you would see half the population without a mask on and all I could think is so I'm here sacrificing being with my child all day long I've been furloughed from my job I can't uh go do anything and I have to not only do everything I normally do, but on top of it, now I am handling my child's learning and education. And care. Yeah. Right. And you're more concerned with being out at a restaurant without a mask on. And that was. Yeah, that's what she's saying. She's like, bars yeah. open first yes. before schools. Yes. And this is what was so frustrating to me. It was like, all these jobs are essential because it employs people, it gives people uh, a way to make money. But like, this is our future as a civilization and a society. And the mothers, I think the statistic was uh, 185,000 women, don't hold me to that, but there is a statistic like that, have left the workforce during COVID because they were either forced out because of the juggling or they left on their own free will because it was too much to juggle. But you all going out and getting shit-faced, and you know, I'm not going to judge people for drinking, but like that was more of a priority for people than getting kids to school so that mothers could continue to have their careers. I think the thing that really bothered me, and this is exactly what you're getting at, is that you don't just stay home for you. No. You stay home for the elderly people in nursing homes. You stay at home so that kids can go back to school. Like that was the thing that frustrated me is that people just showed, not everyone, but a lot of people showed just the selfish nature of them thinking about it. Like you're not just staying home for you. Yeah, you might be healthy and probably won't die from it, but you going out and spreading whatever, whatever is preventing older people from getting better. It's preventing people to be able to visit their loved ones who are dying. It was preventing kids from going to school. It's like, you know, what is that thing that you're only as good as your weakest link? Like you have to think for the society of what is the weakest link and we all have to think for that. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. (laughs) I never talked about this on the show, but my son you know, started going to in-person school a couple weeks ago. He, I never talked about this on the show, right? No, you talked about it with me, but you didn't. Okay. So he got a cold and because of the world scenario, I kept him out of school for those couple of days that he had a cold. I called the doctor. The doctor said, listen, colds are going around. We have no reason to think it's anything else. I don't think he needs to get tested. Uh, day three tends to be the worst, which was going to be that Saturday. Day three came and he was like totally better, but because it was like mucusy, he was just coughing. So every night before they go into school, we have to do a survey saying whether they have COVID, whether they have symptoms, whether they've come in contact, yada, yada. So the symptom question came up of, are they exhibiting any symptoms of anything? They specifically asked cough. And I said, yes, because they knew he had been out of school. He was going to cough in his mask in school a couple of times. I just thought I was being honest because (laughs) that's what we're supposed to do in this time. So I get to school. By the way, his teacher knew he was sick. He knew why he didn't come into school. At no point was I told that he needed to have a note to go back to school. Maybe that should have been common sense and on me, but 
I'm sorry, I haven't been in this scenario. I was trying to do everything right. Well, it's right. also, it's like not even preschool. You're like, you need right. a note for that? Well, it is. It's pre-K-3 he's in. So he needs a note for this. You know, the only place that these kids can't get shots, they all have masks on, the teachers. I've never even seen the inside of his school, whatever. So he, we show up for school Monday morning, and he gets turned away by the principal very nicely. But the principal is like, look, you said yes on one of the things. We can't have him back until we get a doctor's note. I'm chasing down the doctor. The doctor basically says, listen, I know he didn't have COVID. I legally cannot write you a doctor's note without him getting a COVID test. So now my kids missed multiple days of school when he was only in school for like two months. And I have to go take him to get a Q-tip shoved up his nose because I, as a parent, tried to do the right thing for society. And I have to tell you, I have never in my parenting felt like a worse parent to my child than in that moment. The thing is, it's the actually... It shows no one else is doing it also. (laughs) That's the thing is that I think that you actually did the right thing. Uh, Of course I did. Although that's extreme. That's what should be being done right now. And instead, you learned that you're the only one that's doing it. And that's the problem. Which is extremely disheartening. Yes. And that's why I felt like a bad parent because now I trying to do the right thing Thing, the only person that suffered in this situation was my child. Right. That felt wrong. Yeah. You know, there a lot of positive things came out of COVID. I know people lost people. I'm not saying anything like that, but the world kind of, we saw that what would happen if we stopped with certain things with nature coming about and people got a lot of time with their families. And But I think one of the things I learned was how selfish people truly yeah. are. It's been a disheartening uh, realization for me. So she also goes to say that some kids may have learned to do laundry, which is like one of those positive things that you are talking about, but that also others suffered such severe trauma and disconnection that it will take years to repair and that it it hits kids different based on the kid's personality and, you know, makeup. I don't mean makeup. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. who their their fortitude or how, what kind kind of child they are. Who they actually just naturally are. She says that she doesn't know the first thing about public health, but she does know that private schools quickly got to upgrading the HVAC systems and were quick to put tents outside and be able to do some sort of either hybrid or whatever. And that public schools, at least in her state and in many other big states, did not have any organization or funding to do any of that. And so the kids that were in the public schools were some of the worst to suffer. And those were also the kids that probably didn't have iPads at home, you know, or whatever they needed to do. And also those kids were probably some of the kids that were the essential worker parents, you know, who really needed a place to be able to send their kids more than anything. Right. And she said that, you know, even with stuff reopening now, parents are reluctant to send their kids back in the fall. And she thinks part of it is because the parents have lost their trust in the system. And frankly, she has lost her trust in the system. Yep. You know, this was a big discussion. Like up until I want to say last week, I was planning on not putting my kid in school in the fall. We pre-COVID, we had signed her up for like a twos, threes program in the new town that we were moving into. And then we had decided that even if they were going to have it. We weren't going to put her into it. And then they canceled it. And then we decided with the current numbers, the way they were, I guess we would just go on like we had been going on. And then recently Luna has like exhibited some behavior that I think would really help if she was around other kids. Like I don't think she's necessarily a bad kid, but she is a kid that is, um, she needs social interaction with other children. Right. Yeah. So Lee and I made the decision. It was a very hard decision because I really don't have much faith in the system and I am kind of scared 
scared that my kid is going to get sick, but we decided to enroll her in because of, I think she's one of those kids that is being psychologically affected and I don't want that to happen. So I did, but it was like a really difficult decision for me to make, to be honest with you, because I don't, I don't have faith in the system. We are sending her to a private school. So hopefully they'll be maybe a little bit more diligent about certain things because it's a really small amount of kids. I don't know. I don't know if that makes a difference. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, as soon as they, you know, Sebastian was in Zoom school and as soon as they said like, hey, we're going to start doing in person, we were torn. And then we ultimately were like, this kid needs other kids. Like he's an only child. He doesn't have cousins. He's close to, he's got nothing. He needs other kids. It's like we saw it affecting him, like you were saying with Luna. And I have to tell you, I am very happy with our decision. And I really, I haven't had any complaints up until that one situation. You know, they can only do so much also. This pandemic has really shown the flaws in the education system. In so many systems. Yeah, and I know in Montclair, especially the public education system here in Montclair, which is known to be the reason why people move here. It's, It's a program that they base other programs around the country on. And the flaws have been shown quite a bit. And so this author is like, can we, again, this idea that like, can we make the best of this horrible situation? Can we begin to renew our collective commitment to like really true public education? Like what that actually means. Now that we've seen these flaws, can we all like band together and renew to be like, we have to make a greater commitment to this in the United States. Like we're really failing. So guys, on that note, we want to hear from you. Like how hard was it? Like, what was your decision? Like no judgment. What are you doing with your kids in the fall? What did you decide? What have you been doing with your kids? Yeah. And how big of a decision was this for you? So you can reach out to us. Oh my God. So many ways. We have a new email. It's hello. Hello at momtouragepodcast.com. You can reach out to us on our Facebook groups. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. DM us at either one. It's at Podcast, And we also have a phone number. Call us and leave a voicemail if you want to uh, let us know what you're thinking and possibly get a chance to be on the show. Of course, if you don't, if you just want to leave a voicemail and don't be on the show, be like, don't put this on the show. But the phone number is 201-677-2428. Should we do some hot goss? Hot goss! Oh, this is where I thrive, guys. This is where I thrive. So what do you want to start with, Ash? Let's let us let you lead the charge here. Okay, well, I mean, I think we just, like, need to revisit Ben and J-Lo, right? This is... The gift that keeps on giving! I know. I, have you ever, just like COVID, brought some of us together, tore some of us apart, politics <laughs> do that? I think Ben and J-Lo may be the one thing that brings us all together. We want this as a society. We want this. He's hanging out with her mom at the casino with her kids. The thing that really gets me is what was that picture of them making out with her making that like Illuminati symbol? Okay. Well, firstly, it was a video. If you watch the video, she's not making an Illuminati. Her hand is like twisted a certain way, touching his arm. But she's like, oh, no, she's not. It's because you saw a picture. It's just like people who are like, she's Illuminati. That's why she doesn't age. Yeah. They look at like a kid's book and they're like, there's a triangle. The person who wrote it is a pedophile like 
<laughs> Do you really think pedophiles are like signaling to each other in kids' books with triangles? It's so weird. Yeah, like they're actually doing pedophile shit. Like three-year-olds understand the codes and they're like, oh, there's a grown-up who's going to diddle me. Like it doesn't, no. Coming in hot, guys. Was there an update with them other than they're thriving? I mean, you sent me the TikTok about how they're oh. Venus and Saturn and they're both Geminis and they're coming into their whatever. And it's Honestly, like this, I, this, I, this. Yeah, I don't, listen, I believe in like manifestation and signs and all that other kind of shit. But when it comes to like rising sun, rising moon, all that stuff, I don't really understand what that means. They're both Geminis and the, this solar eclipse did this, but for these two people, it did this. Right. And it's like bringing them back together and it's a refinding and re- revisiting in a positive way. Anyway, shit is hot. That's basically Witch what it was. talk, which is, you know, TikTok for witches. Witch talk says that this is fate, <laughs> that these two are just, I mean, this is like her 16th engagement, I'm sure, or marriage or whatever. Like, What do you think she does with all those engagement rings? Gets them made into something else? I mean, if they cheat on you, I think you keep it. If you break it off, I think the right thing to do is give it back. No, but I want to know what you think she's doing with it, not what you would do with it. I don't know. She's I don't keeping know. all that shit. She's not giving that shit back. She probably, I mean, also, this isn't like Matt down the street. This is like millionaires, you right, know? Right, she can keep that ring. Like, that ring isn't really going to break the bank for them, hopefully. Right. So, probably keeping them. Pro- she probably, you know what? They might be in the Smithsonian one day. Don't knock the rocks that I got. Yeah. Because I'm just... Jenny from the block. I'm still. There you go. Jenny from the block. All right. Next one. Ashley Tisdale. Okay. So there was an article in Cafe Mom, which we've linked below, about how Ashley Tisdale had her breast implants taken out and then had a baby and how her natural boobs just kind of hang the way they didn't. Here's what I, this, okay. Firstly, why (laughs) is this news? Why is this news? Secondly, this is the fun thing that happens. You know, before you're a mom, you don't give a shit about mom issues and then you become a mom and all of a sudden all you care about is mom issues and then you get a little bit further down the road of momdom and you're just like yeah Okay, so your boobs sag. We got it. It happened to all of us. Also, if you got your breast implants out, they're going to look saggy compared. Then you have a baby. Yeah, your shit's going to sag. That's going to happen. So go get a lift. I I don't... Or just not and not care about it. Also, I'm kind of surprised Ashley Tisdale had implants. I don't know why. Come on. Everyone in Los Angeles has implants. Seriously. I mean, everyone in Jersey does too. I know. With the exception of you and I. Did she get them out because she was having a baby or she got them out? Blah, blah, blah. Then she had a baby. I don't know. I'm just uninterested. Also, why is Ashley Tisdale news? She's so like... That's the thing. I think Ashley Tisdale's trying to be news. Ooh, burn. That was harsh. Sharpay. Oh. Erica Girardi. The lawyers backed out. Then they're back in. Oh, they are back in? They are back in. A day and a half later, they're back in. Oh. Huh. That's what I read. Do we know why they backed out? No, we do not. I mean, obviously, it's because it wasn't looking good for her. The thing came out and then, you know. I watched half of The Housewife and The Hustler and then I got sleepy because we watched it late at night. But I mean... I think she knew. I don't know. I also believe that she would... Listen, you know how Teresa is always like, I just signed documents. I gotta be honest. Like, we refinanced on our house recently. Do you think I know the ins and outs of all that shit? No. I just signed what I needed to sign and just went with it because I trust that my husband's telling me the truth. Now, my husband also is not like a high-power lawyer who has had lawsuits brought against him in the past. Right. Had Matt... Had lawsuits been brought against Matt? Had I realized money's... Any 
anything, anything fishy, it would be a different scenario. He hasn't given me a reason to not trust him. So I want to say yes, I think she knew. Yeah. But I also don't, I don't know. Did you watch The Housewife and the Hustler? Not yet. I haven't watched anything. I'm not even, because Luna's bedtime situation, it's, I'm yeah. just, it's forever. I only saw the first half. He really does not come out looking good. It was interesting to hear from the victims saying like, here I am sitting and waiting for my settlement money and keep being told that, you know, this certain judge is worried about me throwing my money away. So they've started a fund for me or a trust for me, which was all a lie. Listen, I'm Um, still waiting on my tax return and I'm pissed. Well, I just got mine. So if that helps. Okay. And he's like, and then I have to sit on TV and watch how wealthy this woman is. And I, I can understand like when you're somebody who really has nothing, you're having multiple, multiple procedures because your, your body was burnt so terribly to just kind of go back to normal and you're watching this woman flaunt like all the shit she has and I didn't think of it from that perspective that is not uh ooh I don't like that it's not a good look no no it is not a good look okay so another Cafe Mom article and we'll again link it in the show notes Jada and Willow Smith mom and daughter steam their vaginas together the weirdest part is that they did it together I'm up for trying to steam my vagina like like goop Gwyneth does it like I'll give it a try here's the thing science says you know, vag is self-cleaning. You don't need to steam it. Wait, but aren't there, like, other benefits? It's not a cleaning thing? I mean, you put some herbs in there and whatever, but I just like to think that, like, you know, go keep my holes to myself. Yeah, I just don't, like, want to sit on a pot of steaming water making eye contact with my mom. Or really anybody. Which is weird <laughs> because we are very close to our mothers, and we would do a lot of different things with our moms, but steaming vagus is not one is of the things. Again, it's another, it's a very L.A. thing to do. Let's go get our vagus steamed together for Mother's Day. Yes, it is very, very L.A. to do that. And I just... And I am super into hippie shit, but... This, I don't have no desire to steam my veg. I would imagine, don't hold me to this, there is some benefit for menopausal women, which would make sense for Jada. She's a woman of a certain age. But what the fuck does a, like, 18-year-old girl need to steam her vagina for? Ashley, I'm going to make us a, a big old pot of chamomile tea and we'll just squat over it to see what happens. I'm not doing it with you. We're going to look each other right in the eye like when Luna holds my hand to poop. But we're going to be squatting over no. gigantic teacups <laughs> of chamomile tea. I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> even just thinking about that. How about echinacea tea? It's the eye contact for me, really. And it's it's not even, like, if we were doing it side by side, maybe. But the fact that- Like the lover's to, like, toilet on Saturday God, night. It is. I'm like, I'll poop in front of anybody. This is a whole other, th- like, sitting there. Uh, no, too weird. Too weird for me. Oof, this one. Kanye. This one. And Irena, or Irena, or- Irena. Irena. They were together for a short period of time. Then she married or had a baby with- Wait. He was never with her before this. They said they dated a little bit before. Oh, really? Yeah, they dated. A, they hung out and dated because he was in her, one of her music videos. She was in one of his music videos huh. prior to Kim. Okay. Then she either married or had a baby. She definitely had a baby, but did she yeah, marry she him? Yeah, she was not married. No, she was not married to Bradley Cooper. They were Bradley just Cooper. Then, she, I mean, she's been linked to a lot of other people, but then obviously Kim and Kanye. Right. And one of the things that Kim always You know, as we know, when she got with Kanye, her look changed. Right. He dressed her. She was like in monotone. He likes blonde. So she, which I have to say, I loved 
her ch- I didn't like the blonde, but I love his aesthetic. And I, I like I'm not into a man controlling what a woman does, but I did really like her like toned down. Oh yes. I yeah. like the monotone makeover. I thought it was very chic. Right. Very chic. And she always had to keep her nails short. Right. So recently with the breakup, she's been dressing not in monotone in bright loud colors, showing a lot of skin, like old Kim. Yes. And getting the coffin nail that like everyone in her family has. Ugh. So she posted the pictures of her nails. And like not skinny, but not fat was like, show us your divorce without showing us your divorce. The caption that she posted with the picture of her long nails says, I like long nails now. Right. But then Ruby Rose commented because Ruby Rose used to be with Kanye. No, not Ruby Rose. Amber Rose. Amber Rose Rose is the white chick from Orange is the New Book. This is why I tell you guys the hot costs. By the way. Okay, Amber Rose. <laughs> Ruby Rose is the one I kind of have a crush on. Okay, Amber Rose. Yeah, she's gorgeous, yeah. Amber Rose was like, yeah, because he always liked anal. Right, she tweeted about how she had to keep short nails because he liked a finger in the butt. And so now we know why Kim, most likely, was not allowed to have long nails. I don't know, I find this all fascinating. I mean, very fascinating. There's all different Kanye stuff that keeps on giving. I have a couple of things to say about this. First, if I was Irina, whatever her name is, all this stuff came out about, like, I was a very big Kanye fan. I was at the Kanye concert where he had to stop because Kim had been uh, kid- robbed. kidnapped, but robbed and tied up. I All of that. I, re- I think he is a musical genius. I really do. I know I saw some TikTok that says only white people say that, but here I am. But I have to tell you this whole, like. Oh, guys, for your new listeners, Ashley's not white. She's a person of color. I am Hispanic, but yeah. I am a white passing Hispanic. He just, he's not well. So, like, do you really need that in your life, especially as a mother? You need a not well. This is who you're choosing to date. And it's not anything against people with mental illness in any way. I mean, I have my own. We all have our own mental illness in some way. His is definitely worse off. And he continues to refuse to take his medicine, which is really. And he's a known bipolar. It's not like he's, it's not. He like doesn't want to fix it. He refuses to take the medicine, I think, because he thinks it stops his creativity and his genius and like, fine. But do you really need that kind of trouble in your life? Do you really need to deal with that? And this yeah. is what I, I do not understand. Secondly, ha- okay, I'm not going to ask you because I know you haven't watched TV, but I start, I watched part one of the Kardashian reunion yes. that Andy Cohen. I can't wait to watch that, actually. Yeah, really very fascinating. And I strongly suggest all of you do. I can't wait to watch part two because they are pretty candid about things. And uh, as somebody who has not watched the Kardashians for the past few years, I forgot how incredibly void of all persons personality Kylie is oh yeah she's got none none she's zero she, she is just a white wall plain boring white wall that's got nothing except all those millions of dollars R- billions te- actually billions also why does she have the plastic surgery 50 year old women get to try and look like 20 year old women why did she she's in her she's like 22 I need somebody to explain this to me. I like I get the lips, but like every there's so much filler. She looks like Lisa Rinna. At this I know. Point. I know. It ages her. Ugh. Do we want to talk about Ramona Singer or should we just move on? We always want to talk about Ramona okay. Singer. Okay. It came out on the show, really. Yes. That Ramona Singer, the singer stinger, uh, <laughs> she has been posting pictures on her Instagram lately with her token black friends. Ooh. And it's because 
Let's not forget, she hangs out at Mar-a-Lago. Right. She's a big Trump supporter. She is also somebody who says highly inappropriate things all the fucking time. All the time with those crazy eyes. Yeah, she's got no decorum or sensibility in any way. And I guess to show the world that she is not a racist, she posts pictures with her black friends when they're- I didn't mean to laugh. It's not funny. I didn't mean to laugh. It is. I mean, it is. It's funny. It's We can have a sense of humor about how ridiculous this is. You know, like, we're not laughing in a way that's like, it's okay. It's just like- like, so obvious, and it's hilarious that she's trying to get away with something that is so... Her delusion, like, she thinks she's pulling the wool over people's eyes, I think is what's fun. Got it. You know? Anyway. My thing with Ramona is, she makes for good television, but I just think she's probably a terrible person. Yes, to everything you said. She does make great television, and she is an awful person. Although that body be banging. I mean, she's a 70-something-year-old woman. She's had all the plastic surgery in the world at this point, which she lies about. And, uh, you know. But my thing is just that, I mean, what makes for good television does not necessarily make for a good human. Right. She's great television, but I don't want to know her in real life. Right. And there's also lots of people right now who are posting who feel like they need to be like the white savior or like the person that, you know, is like, no, I'm real woke. This is what I'm posting. So she's not the only one that's posting stuff. She's just doing probably one of the worst jobs at it. I think it comes off as very insincere the way that she does it because she's not posting like, you know, Black Lives Matter or anything, despite how anybody feels about that. She's not posting that stuff. I think there are people, like, I've posted stuff, and it's because I truly care about, I feel like this is my little way of trying to make some kind of a difference. Yeah. And other than what I actually put into motion in my everyday life, and it just seems like she's not trying to fight the fight. She's just like, it's okay. I got black friends. Don't call, don't look at me. Right. Uh, and I think that's really the difference with her. Yeah. All right. Hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I have off coffee for right now. Is this diet stuff or for what purpose? I mean, throughout my life, I've gone off coffee. I have had ulcers. I've had burning on my vocal cords. I've had nodes. And when I was a singer, if I didn't drink coffee, I got like a range back in my voice and I was less hoarse. Plus, I have like IBS issues and the coffee just like, although I love it and I'm highly addicted to it, it rips up my stomach. And I keep doing it, even though it rips up my stomach, right? Right. And so I'm doing this kind of like reset diet with my sister, which is just like very healthy. It's just like a very- You're still doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm still doing it for two more weeks. And then my sister and I might go for a second round, actually, because I actually feel- pretty good on it. It just is time consuming and making the food. That's all. As with every fucking diet. Right. But one of the things is to give up coffee. And it is really hard for me because I get tired and whatever. And I always know that the first week I'm just like terrible and then I'm okay. Yeah. And I have to say, so I'll get to my swag bag, but I am like, oh, you can go poop without it like being aggressive and painful. That's so weird. Like that pooping where it's not just like, oh God, it hurts, but it feels good, but it hurts. And I'm going to feel like I have to shit all day long. Like I'm not having that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you can just like go poop and then feel better. That's interesting. It's so lovely. So what I've been doing, my sister just went cold turkey. What I've been doing is there's this thing called mud water. Is that like mushroom coffee? Kind of. It tastes just like how it sounds. It's not for everyone. I'm not going to pretend that it's as good as coffee. Tis not as good as coffee at all. The biggest problem, I think, with it, 
even though it's my swag bag, is the consistency of it is a little funky. But it's basically like chai, cacao, chaga mushrooms, lion's mane mushrooms, all these different cordyceps. It's in a powder. You put it in with hot water. They also make this like powdered coconut creamer with MCC oil in it. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it just never blends. And I even have like an immersion thing. It just never blends well, but I'm doing that one cup a day and it's helping me get through. And it gives me that, like, I really like the ceremonial quality of getting up and having your cup of coffee. So I'm going to recommend mud water for people like me. It's not coffee. You can't be like, it's as good as coffee. It just isn't. It's not. It's something different. But it satisfies, it gives me a little bit with the chai to like wake me up a little bit. And it gives me that feeling of drinking my cup in the morning so I'm not just sitting there when everybody else is drinking their coffee, doing their thing. And I mean, on a whole, without coffee, I do feel better. I miss it emotionally. (laughs) I really do. But mud water, uh, that's my swag bag. I feel like coffee is a very psychosomatic thing for me. And I drink like two to three cups a day, especially since we've been home all the time in this past, you know, year and a half. Yeah, I feel like there are times where I can drink a hot, because I can't drink coffee for whatever reason, and I'll drink a hot water and I'll feel the same kind of thing. But all right, so my hashtag swag bag this week is called Euphoria Blush Oil. It is an oil. It starts out green, which is so strange. You put two dots on your cheek and you blend it with a brush or your finger and it changes color based on your pH level. So it adjusts on any skin tone and it's like the most flattering blush. Where did you learn about this? TikTok? some makeup artists that I saw and I was like oh well you can't go wrong with something like that it's also made with like all good ingredients The one of their marketing things is that the person who started it has slept in it multiple times and it's actually like good for your skin as opposed to clogging any pores and I think that's because it's an oil it is so wonderful this stuff it's $36 does it's- it give you like a dewy glow too because it's an oil yes gorgeous and I really like the color. I think it's like the perfect And it's just one shape. color because it's color adjusting, right? Yeah. Like you, everyone buys the same thing. It's mm. definitely like it's by Euphoria. It, you look at the website and it's like, okay, this is definitely for like 16-year-olds. I don't care. It was $36. But we want to look like a 16-year-old. So I mean, I wish I did. Uh, the other thing is, I think they're such a small company at this point that they sent me some other like fun freebies, like their version of their beauty blender, which is like a, they call it their bullet sponge. You put your finger in it and blend. I haven't tried it, but and every they have like, you know, their gimmicky thing is it's magnetic and it goes on this magnetic tray. So they sent the magnetic tray. But I really just really love the blush and I think it looks really pretty on me and all the other pictures of people who've worn it. I think it looks pretty on them. So how does it last all day, though? Does it does it sink in? It needs a little reapply. Like the color definitely fades during the day. But now that I mean, I feel like it's so easy to bring with you and just reapply. So I mean, most of my makeup fades. So it's like exactly with the exception of like eyebrows and mascara. Yeah. I really, really like it. I really think it's great. I just got it and I recommend it. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining the ones that have been with us for a long time and the new ones. We love you just the same. We love you guys. See you next week. Bye. 
Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamadramaBand.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.